Well, happy 10-year birthday to you guys. I'm so glad that you're here. If you're new, my name is Trent. I'm one of the pastors on staff here. And has anybody ever seen a video of you 10 years ago and went, do I really sound like that? Do I really look like that? You could tell how comfortable I am in front of a camera. And I still struggle with that today. So I'm so glad that you are here to celebrate a big day in the life of our church. This is a major milestone for us to celebrate 10 years. And many of you have been a part of that. And today, whether you're new or not, you're a part of the celebration with us. And we're grateful that you're here. Now, as we begin, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to put your hands together. Okay, do this. All right, great, great, great. You can clap. We're going to do a lot of that today, so make sure your hands are warmed up and they're ready for our celebration as it goes all morning long. And I'm going to be celebrating different groups of people. I'm going to be celebrating some specific people, and I want you to help me as we do that. And you need to know as we go through this, there are so many people for us to celebrate and thank It's not going to be possible for us to hit everybody. We'd be here like all day long, maybe into next week if we were going person by person. So I'm going to celebrate some specific individuals, and then I'm going to celebrate some groups of people. And as I do that, just know that maybe I'll miss somebody. And if so, it's not intentional. Please forgive me in advance if you feel like that happens. But we got a lot of people to celebrate today. Now, as we start, we're going to go back to where our story really begins, and it's really about 20 years ago. So we're celebrating 10 years here, but about 20 years ago, my wife and I moved back to Flagler County from Virginia. So uh, we had gone there with our two young daughters at the time for me to finish my graduate degree in professional counseling, and I thought that I was going to move back here, we were going to move back here and establish a Christ-centered counseling center. That that's what God wanted us to do. We got back here and found out that God had another plan. So at the time, we were attending Palm Coast Community Church, and the leadership team there started talking to us about possibly coming on staff to lead their small groups ministry. And here was the bonus to it. They said, we don't have any money to pay you. Would you pray about taking a leap of faith and joining us and seeing if God will meet your financial needs as you do this? Very enticing, I know. So we prayed and got some counsel on that, and we felt like that's what God wanted us to do. So in October of 2000, we took this leap of faith, and we joined the staff at Palm Coast Community Church. Shortly after that, my new boss, my pastor, Billy White, started to challenge me about one day starting a church. And my answer to him was something like this, on a regular basis, thanks, but no thanks, never interested in that, uh-uh, nope, don't want to. And he kept asking, he kept challenging, and then I felt like he did this dirty trick of getting God on his side, and then I felt like God was asking us to do this, and it made no sense to me, but everywhere we went, it felt like God kept pointing in the direction of starting Epic. Now, there were some big things in front of us doing that, and some of those big obstacles, number one, was me. I did not want to do that. Number two, in 2008, does anybody remember we had a little uh, economic crisis going on in our nation? Like, that was one of the worst times for us to financially start a church. And then at that time, my wife had been very sick with a debilitating illness that we didn't know what it was, and she had that for two and a half years before we got a diagnosis. She couldn't get out of bed. Um, She struggled to do many of the things that that we take for granted on a daily basis. And again, we had no idea what was going on with her. 
And I thought, like, how in the world could we start a church in this situation? But God had a plan. God's plan was to invite about 25 people to join our launch team, people from Palm Coast Community Church who weren't actively involved in areas over there that decided that, hey, we'll come and help get this new church started. And here's what I think God said to those people. You've got to go because Trent has no idea what he's doing and he desperately needs you. And that is true. And I'm so glad that those 25 or so people came and took this big leap of faith for themselves to come help us get launched. And this morning, I want you to hear from two of those people, two of our launch team members, still part of our church family, Robert and Terry Harper. And I want you to hear some of the stuff that they talk about as we began and how meaningful Epic has been to them. So take a look at their story. I'm Robert. (laughs) And I'm Terry. And we're the Harpers. We had been church shopping and we decided we were gonna try one more church and we were gonna go to PC3, which is Palm Coast Community Church. We found a place to sit and Tammy uh, was behind us and we met Tammy and the kids and that's how we met Trent was we were introduced to via Tammy actually. I remember sitting in the service at PC3 where uh, Trent and Billy were sitting on stage kind of announcing that this whole concept was going to be a thing that was happening and I was thinking to myself this seems like something that we could should get involved in. They decided that it was time to announce that they were starting a second church. God spoke to me directly and said you're going. As we started developing series and we started really um, talking about how the church was going to function and um, what our Sundays were going to look like and how we were going to do different things with the stage and um, all of the dynamic aspects of the church, that's when it really started to matter that we were doing it for people who didn't know church. Um, But in terms of joining the launch team, God had made that decision. All I did was go. (laughs) Learning that church could be more community-oriented and more about the people and that it could be more familiar um, was huge to me. And I I felt like that was the piece that was missing for um, the next generation or for anybody in general who just didn't have that relationship already with God. I don't know. I think part of me wanted to be able to be part of something. I had never had an opportunity to do something like that before. And I, I just had this feeling that I needed to do more. We had great people around us and, you know, ideas and things set for us on what it really meant to grow faith and, you know, what you do in the hard times and having people in community to stick with us and kind of help us through. It's changed us both to learning to be the community, but also to rely on the community. When there were problems, we reached out to a community. And when our community has problems, we're there for them as well. It's amazing to think about how much Epic has grown. So in that sense, and thinking how many lives have been touched. So the really cool thing about that is knowing that when God told us, hey, go help launch this church, like we got to help touch all these lives. Serve more. You experience God on a whole different level and you experience community at a whole different level and you start to serve. If you feel like you're coming to church every Sunday and it's just Sunday church and you're not experiencing anything that's groundbreaking or life-changing or earth-shattering or you feel like you're just going through the motions on a Sunday morning, serve. Your relationship with God is different and how you see people is changed and I can't tell you 
There's no way to put into words the heart change and the mindset change that comes from it and how one day you're walking down the street and your thought process is totally different and you're praying for people and you're like, where in the world did that come from? And serve, serve more. You don't have to go out of the country. You don't have to change diapers. You don't have to meet people at the door if that's not your thing. Just find a place, get involved to change your life. I, I am so grateful for Robert and Terry and our launch team. They have helped us so much. Like, again, we would not be here today without those courageous people who said, I'll go. I'll leave the comfort of an established church to go and help get this new church started. And Robert and Terry were part of our programming team, and we spent six months working on our first series, which was six weeks long. At the end of that series, we all said, now what do we do? Because Sunday comes every week. We're in trouble. Like, we got a lot of work to do. And we've been working hard ever since to to keep up with what happens on Sundays around here. Um, But I just want to pause and thank our launch team. And before we do that, I'm just curious, is there anybody here from our original launch team in this room? If so, please stand. Would you please stand? Look around. I see a number of them. Help me thank them. Again, we wouldn't be here without those amazing people, and and they continue to serve in some amazing ways. Now, another group that I'd like to thank is Palm Coast Community Church. So I'd like to thank my pastor, Billy White, for challenging me and challenging my wife to do this. Uh, I'd like to thank their elders. I'd like to thank their staff. And you may not know this, but we still rent office space from them. We've had office space there for the past 10 years, have a great partnership with PC3, and we're so grateful for who they are and what they've done. Again, we wouldn't be here without them and the help that they've provided. So help me thank Palm Coast Community Church. Okay, in January of 2009, we started meeting with our launch team. We divided up the responsibilities that we had, the things that we felt like we were going to be doing on Sunday. So we put people in charge of our tech team, our prep team, our programming team, our children's team, our connections team. And something that you heard out of Robert and Terry's video, the the story of community was something that was really important to us, that we wanted to establish this community dynamic that we would have these relationships with each other. And so we knew that small groups were gonna be a big part of who we are. And as I was processing through who might be the right kind of person for that, the right kind of family for that, a name came to my mind and it was Tim and Sarah Jones. And I'd known them from college. And so I called up Tim and said, Tim, tell me about what God is doing in your life right now. And Tim said, listen, craziest thing ever. I feel like God wants us to start a church, but we're scared to death. We don't want to do that by ourselves. We want to do that on a team. So I said, well, I've got a deal for you. That's what we're doing. And we need you to join our team. And the bonus is we have nothing to pay you. Does that sound familiar? We have nothing to pay you. So here's what that meant for them. 
They were well-established in the Atlanta area, had some good jobs, had a home, were part of North Point Community Church. If you're familiar with that church, that's where Andy Stanley, Andy Stanley teaches. So they were connected there, and uh, they were about to give birth. Their, their first child was about to be born, and so they had a lot of things going on, a lot of reasons to stay, and part of that was raising two-year support to come and do this. So they spent some time praying and decided that's what God wanted them to do. The craziest thing ever. Who would ever want to do something like that? But the Jones did. And so they came, and they have been so integral in what we do. So Tim is our executive pastor. Um, he does all kinds of stuff behind the scenes, systems and structures that most of us don't see, what, but we benefit from on a regular basis. He leads our small group ministry as well. Sarah started our international ministry, our local ministry as well, continues to lead our international ministry. So would you help me thank the Jones for what they do and all they've done? So with our team in place, we only needed a place to meet. So we started looking around, where could we find a place to meet? And we looked at some things that didn't quite work for us. And we actually looked at the Epic Movie Theater as an option for us to meet in. We went down, I met with um, the owner of that and, and had some great conversations about possibly one day meeting there, but they kept postponing their build date. And so we had to find a new place. And by the way, if you're curious, where did we get our name from? Hmm, could it be a movie theater? Yes, it was. Yes, it was. So as we started, we're asking like, God, what is the, the name that you want for us? A name that communicates big things to our community. And when we heard the name Epic Movie Theater, I thought that's it because the story of God is an epic story. So we took that and said, hey, that's gonna be our name. Didn't realize there are a whole lot of epic churches out there. And then we did a Google search and we're like, wow, we're like one of many. Um, but that's where we got our name. And so we decided we can't uh, tie ourselves to the movie theater because of their launch day, their build date. We got to find another place. And somebody in our, in our church family pointed out the Flagler County Realty Association building down on State Road 100. And here's a picture of the front of that. You may have passed by this. Um, right now it's got a big R on there for the, the realtor. And so we went down and we looked at this facility, looked inside. I'll show you the next picture here, the inside. And we thought, felt like, man, they have kind of a conference style, kind of banquet style room that would work perfect for our Sunday morning gatherings. It was a little bit tight, but we thought it could work well for us. So we, every Sunday, we'd come and move the tables out of the way and get the chairs set back up. And you'll see this next picture here. We'd get our chairs set out, and we had a stage that we would set up that was very heavy. Some of us have uh, uh, ruptured discs from lifting those stages back then and getting them in place. Got the screen set up. And if you look across the top here, Brian Lemon, our tech guy, engineered a way to hang off of this shelf our video projectors and our lights. And I'm like, how are we going to do this? I don't know. Brian found a way. So it, we're so grateful for the work that our team did to get us started here. And then you see it. This last picture, I think this is of our, our sign. So we put a sign out there saying, hey, we got to let people know that there's a church going to be meeting here. The people drive past, they would see it and then hopefully come and check us out. So we had a team. We had a place to meet. We had to get the word out for our, our launch date on September 20th, 2009. So we took a, uh, an ad out in the Penny Saver, a weekly ad in the Penny Saver. We made flyers and the flyers look like this. So if you remember, anybody remember these original flyers? Anybody get one of these on your car 10 years ago? 
There are a few of you. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Because here's what happened with that. So 10 years ago, we went around for two weeks and we put these flyers on every car in every parking lot we could find in our county. We're like, how do we get the word out? I don't know. Let's go put flyers on cars. So we went, went around and did that. And some cars got like 24 flyers, I think. And we got a few phone calls from some folks. Please take me off the subscription list. I do not want another flyer on my car. Um, but that was part of our strategy to, to get the word out. And if you look at this, at this image here, it, it's an interesting image. Like we purposely chose some of these things because we were trying to communicate something to our community. Uh, and we wanted everybody to know like who can, who's welcome to come, who's invited to come, and kind of what's expected as you do come. We took a little bit of flack from some folks in our community because we had a, a picture here with a guy with tattoos and a guy with a skull and crossbones belt buckle. But let me tell you what God did with that. There's a guy in our community love telling this story. This guy's a good friend of mine. We've told this story before. We put this into a video. We've shown this story. But it goes back to being a, a central part of our story of what God was doing in the life of us over 10 years ago. So this guy, my friend, his life's falling apart. He's an alcoholic. Uh, he's struggling with his family. He's married. He's got three kids. And his family's falling apart. And he's sitting in his garage drinking again. And he's, he's like, I need help. God, I need something. He opens up the penny saver and he sees that ad and he feels like God says, you need to go. And he goes, okay, I guess I'm going to Epic Church on Sunday. He came to our first service. He wanted to hate it and he came and he loved it. He came back again. He invited his wife. He invited his kids. He invited his father-in-law who hadn't been in church in over 40 years and told him, I'll go one time, but I'll never go again. After he came, he came every Sunday after that for the next three years before he died. And his entire family put their faith and trust in Jesus, and they're all baptized. And they're part, a major part of our story. And it's just amazing to me what God can, can do with a silly little flyer with a guy with a couple of tattoos and a skull and crossbones belt buckle. And you're going to hear some more stories uh, of life change like that this morning. So be listening for that. So on September 20, 2009, we launched. We prayed. We're like, we're starting. Here we go. I hope more than 25 people show up because that's our launch team. And we had 300 people show up. And we, we had a standing room only. Now, now, let me tell you, most of those people were well-wishers. You know, I invited my mom. She, she like, invited all of her friends. And, and we had a lot of folks there that were just going, hey, good job. I hope, you know, you do well. Good luck in the launch of your new church. And then we started to build from about 130 people. And we've been growing and, and slowly building over the past few years. And then within uh, our second year, we started our second service. And then our third year, we were going to our third service. And we got the oh no letter. So we got a letter from our landlord at the realty building. And the letter said, unfortunately, we need you to find a new place to rent. And you've got about eight weeks to do that. And Tim and I read that and went, oh no. We've got some great momentum, some really cool things are going on, like we're about to go to a third service. Oh no, what do we do? So we started looking around the community for places where we could meet and couldn't really find anything that would fit us at that point of the growth that we'd had. And then we decided, let's look in the school system. So we started, we contacted the school system and we made arrangements for a date for us to come and look at different schools. So we looked at Rimfire Elementary, we looked at Indian Trails, and 
the day that we started looking, this facility became available. It wasn't available the day before. And it came available the day we started looking. And so we came here, and we looked at this facility, and we were blown away. We're like, this is it. And God used some people on that journey. God used specifically Cass Bowen. So Cass is a member of our church family now, and at that point, she wasn't. Uh, She was working in the school system. So in the school system, her job was to kind of help churches or or organizations uh, find schools that might work for them and uh, for them to rent those facilities. And so she's the one that drove us around and helped us to find this place. And so it was just cool how God strategically put her in this spot. And now she's an integral part of our church family. And after that, God put Ellen Albano in her place in the school system. And for the past seven years, Ellen has gone above and beyond to help us have a great experience here at Buddy Taylor Middle School. And we're so grateful for Ellen and all that she does for us on a regular basis. Uh, Here at the school, we've had uh, six different principals in the past seven years. And we've had a great relationship with each and every one of them. So we're so grateful for the principals and what they allow us to do. And they're the final sayer and whether we can meet in this space or not. And they have allowed us to, to meet in this space year after year. And they have even tolerated our growth pain. So as we've grown, we started here in this building and a few rooms behind us. And then we expanded down the hall in our riptide area. And then we expanded to the gymnasium. And so like we're leveraging much of this campus and we're grateful for the school administration for allowing us to do this. We also have some amazing teachers here that allow us to use their classrooms. And they tolerate sometimes when stuff isn't exactly put back where it was when they left on Friday. So we're grateful for them for that. And then we have an amazing head custodian here, Ron Crowley, who, again, is another one of those ones that's on the front lines of going above and beyond to help us have an amazing experience here. So I'm just curious, do we have any administration here, any of our teachers here, do we have any staff from Buddy Taylor Middle School here this morning? If so, would you please stand? I don't see anybody standing, but I'm looking at We do, we've got one, yes, yes, help us thank our school system. So thank you for being the representative of the school system for us. We're so grateful. Let me tell you one other little uh, significant thing. I think this is a major thing in our story, and it's actually Palm Coast Community Church's story. So 24 years ago, when PC3 was starting, they didn't have a place to meet. And they were trying to figure out where to meet. They were hoping to meet in the school system. But the, the school board policy at that point was nobody can meet in any of the schools. It wasn't allowed. So there were no churches, no organizations meeting in any schools at that point. Uh, but it just so happened that on this piece of land that we are meeting on right now was owned by the Florida Baptist Convention, an organization that PC3 is a part of. And they own this property between Wadsworth and Buddy Taylor. And they agreed to sell that property to the school system in part in return for them to allow PC3 to meet in their school, Wadsworth Elementary, for six months. And they met for six months. And now... 24 years later, guess who else is benefiting from that? We are. So on that same piece of property right now is where we're meeting. And I think that's just a yay God kind of thing. So our mission as a church has always been to lead as many people as possible 
into a life-changing relationship with Jesus Christ. And that, that's kind of the mission statement for many churches. And our strategy for how we should do that is that we're a church for people who don't do church. And if you listen to that original video that we showed, you heard me say a, a church for people who don't go to church. And that was something, a tagline that we borrowed from somebody else. And then I'm so grateful for Stacy Lim and our finance director who suggested we change it to people who don't do church. And that stuck. That was the language that communicated perfectly, perfectly to us for what we were trying to do. And if you're not familiar with what that means, it has two parts. So the first part is this. We don't want to just do church. We don't want to just come in and check off boxes and pat each other on the back and not be transformed by Jesus and not go out into our community and transform our community for Christ. Like we want to be the church for each other and for our community. The second part of that is we are after people who don't do church. And maybe there's some of you here today, or maybe you know somebody, you invite them to come to church and they're like, no, thanks. I don't do church. Not my thing. Those are the people we're after. Jesus said he came to seek and save those who are lost. And so that statement, that strategy helps drive everything we do. Every song that we sing, the way that we teach, the way that we dress, uh, everything that we do is, is driven by this desire to go after everybody so that they know they matter to God and they matter to us. So for the past 10 years, we've worked really hard to create an environment where everyone is welcome to come in and learn the teachings of Jesus and be transformed by him. So I want you to hear another story of how that happened for somebody. Listen to Danielle's story. When I used to think about church, um, I would be scared. Um, I would feel like I've never lived a life that people who go to church live by walking into a church that is welcoming for people who are learning to know Christ, who are, you know, might have not even accepted him, but want to learn about how to and who he is. That was, you know, the most comforting thing I could hear that it's a church for people who don't do church. Right before Jesus revealed himself to me, I um, wanted to commit suicide. I was um, really trying to want to be sober, but I couldn't. I had no idea how, I had no idea where to go. Um, a number was given to me and um, I had no idea who it was. And I called it, it like makes me tear up <laughs> because it's so real. Um, I called the number and um, it was Trent. He said, do you, he was like, I think I can help you. You know, I, cause I was like, look, I need, I, my life is ending. Like I need to get sober. And he said, have you ever thought about going to, you know, a faith-based recovery program or there's programs out there? And I was like, God isn't real. Um, there is no God. Why would God even care about me? He was like, Danielle, you have to trust somebody. I was like, I can't trust anybody. You know, there's nobody in my life. He said, if you can't trust anybody, just trust me right now that I'm going to help you. We got off the phone. That's when I went into my room and um, got on my knees and was begging for somebody to help me. And I was just crying, screaming at the top of my lungs um, for Jesus or for somebody. Will somebody help me is what I was saying. Everything from that moment changed. Um, all of a sudden, I 
I um, wanted to get sober and I knew how. I went to detox that day. Right after that, like moments, like within minutes. I know that now that Trent got off the phone and prayed and you know, that my, his prayer was answered, my prayer that I didn't know how to pray was answered. The day I got out, as soon as I got out, I went straight to Epic that Sunday. As soon as I walked in the doors, um, I knew exactly where I was supposed to be. I knew that I wasn't being judged. That was my main thing um, because of my past. When I had my spiritual awakening, everything was different and I was scared. I didn't understand why all of a sudden I knew how to read a Bible and and how all of a sudden, you know, I knew what was wrong and I had I was convicted. I knew that it wasn't people that, you know, the the evil in the world. I I all of a sudden knew that, you know, it wasn't it wasn't the person that I needed to be, you know, upset at or or take anger out on. I all of a sudden knew that like you need to pray for that person and that person, you know, and it, it all made sense because that was me. And I wanted to get sober and I wanted to be a good person, but I didn't know how. Everything changed. And uh, that's, that's why I love Epic. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it other than like the presence of God came over me there. And uh, I haven't strayed away since. <laughs> Yeah, I, I just love Danielle's story because it, it points back to our mission as a church to lead people into a life-changing relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, people around you, people are struggling, people are hurting. You know what they need? They need to meet Jesus so they can be transformed by him. And that's what happened in Danielle's life. And then she came here, and I'm so grateful that she found Epic to be a safe place for her to come and grow in her relationship with God. And that's, again, what we're trying to create a place that's safe for anybody so that everybody knows you're welcome. You're loved by the creator of the universe. You matter. You matter to God. You matter to us. There are many people like Danielle that have come into the doors of Epic, and we're so grateful for that. And yet there are thousands of people in our community that we need to keep reaching for Jesus, keep leading into that life-changing relationship with Jesus Christ. And so we're working hard to keep doing that and figuring out better ways to do that. And it goes back to a question that we've been asking since the beginning of our church. The question is this, if our church were to cease to exist for some reason, would our community miss us? So we've been asking that question for 10 years now. And we've been asking it not, not so that we can you know, pat ourselves on the back, but we've been asking like, hey, would our community miss us because we're such an integral part of what happens here to help people be transformed by Jesus? And as we began, the, the real answer to that question was no, our community wouldn't miss us. Our community didn't even know we existed. So we started to change that. And we've worked hard over the past 10 years to change that. So we started events like 3G Sunday and 3G Saturday, where we would go into our community, send hundreds of us into our community to serve so that people in our community would know, you know what? God loves you. And we're here to show you that. We're here to be his hands and his feet to demonstrate that for you. 
Then we started working with some amazing organizations in our community. And look at this list of organizations that are here that we've been partnering with. So Grace Community Food Pantry, Habitat for Humanity, Alpha Women's Center, Family Life Center, Emanuel's Closet, Whispering Meadows, Brookdale and Windsor Assisted Living Centers, Wadsworth Elementary School, Buddy Taylor Middle School, the City of Palm Coast, the City of Flagler Beach, the City of Benel, the Humane Society, the City and County Fire Departments, the Sheriff's Department, and more. Then we adopted our... uh, local missions tagline for Flagler because we want our community to know that God is for them and so are we. And the reason we adopted that one is because many churches are known for what they stand against instead of what they stand for. And we just want our community to know that we stand for you and we want you to know how much our God loves you. So after 10 years, we're experiencing more and more people who would say, you know what? Like our community wouldn't be the same if Epic weren't here. We got a lot of work to do on that, but I'm so grateful for what we've been able to accomplish, what God has been able to do in us and through us over the past 10 years. So there's several groups of people I wanna celebrate real quick. First group is our local partners. Again, our local partners do amazing things and we don't have to create some of these ministries within our own church context because they're here doing amazing things and we wanna come alongside them and help them do what they do to serve our community better. So I'm I'm just curious, do we have any of our local partner representatives here now in this service? If so, would you please stand? Sorry, I'm squinting through the light. And I don't see anybody, but that doesn't mean they weren't in the first or won't be in the third. And that doesn't mean they don't know how valuable we think they are. Some of them will be coming to our party this afternoon. So will you help me thank our local partners? Now, we have a team that makes this stuff possible. We have a local mission serving team that works tirelessly all year long to make things like 3G Saturday and 3G Sunday and our food drives and our epic Christmas giving tree and many other experiences that we get to be a part of to serve our community. And I just wanna thank our local missions team led by Susan Rice. So would you help me thank them? So often after an experience like our local serving opportunities, 3G Sunday, 3G Saturday, we'll have somebody say, man, that was so much fun. Can we do that like weekly? And I say, go join our local missions team and you'll see why we can't do that weekly, but we, we will do that more. Now, as we started as a church, we came up with this idea of finding a theme verse for us every year. And that was the original idea. We'd come up with a theme verse, and then every year we'd come up with a new theme verse where we'd ask God to to guide us in that verse and teach us some new things. So for the first year, we came up with Ephesians 3.20, and it says this. Now, all glory to God, who is able, through his mighty power at work within us, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. And here's some ways that God has done that over the past 10 years. We've seen at least 602 people put their faith and trust in Jesus as their Lord and Savior. We baptized 223 of them. 
uh, in local missions. We've served 262 families through our epic giving tree at Christmas time. We've given almost 30,000 pounds of food through our food drives, completed 142 projects in our community through 3G Sunday and 3G Saturday with 2,440 people involved, totaling 8,611 volunteer hours. We've given almost $20,000 to our local partners to help them do what they do and do that better. Uh, We've taken 233 people on 20 international trips, and we've seen at least 90 people put their faith and trust in Jesus as their Lord and Savior on those trips. We have around 180 children and students that come here on a weekly basis, and I don't know if that causes you to pause and go, what? 180 children and students who come here on a weekly basis because our volunteers and our staff do such an amazing job of creating engaging environments where our kids and our our students can come in and find out how they can be transformed by Jesus and how Jesus can help them in their lives at their age. That's just so amazing to me. So I'm grateful for uh, our children and student ministry leaders and volunteers We have about 50% of our church family connected in a small group, and and we want to see that grow more and more so everybody everybody can be prayed for, prayed with love, and discipled towards becoming more like Jesus. God has brought us some amazing staff members. And as we began on the journey, uh, there was me, and then then Tim came, and then we've added some strategic staff all along the way. And I got to tell you, Epic, you should be so incredibly proud of your staff members here at Epic, because I am. They do such an amazing job of helping us be the church for each other and our community. Then we have 257 volunteers who give of themselves. And many of you are a part of that. 257 people who volunteer on a regular basis in helping us be a church for people who don't do church. And so that's just a few highlights of what God has done in us and through us over the past 10 years. So will you help me thank God for all of those amazing things? So I wasn't planning this next thank you, but I looked out and I see my wife and my in-laws, and I would like to thank them. Um, So would you three just stand real quick, just a second. And I don't know if if any of my kids are here. You know, my kids were like voluntold to be a part of of what we're doing at Epic, but, you know, my wife sure didn't have to. And, uh, you know, she answered that call as as I did to do this. So, Tammy, I'm so grateful that you've been a part of this journey with me. And to Rich and Nancy, my in-laws, can you imagine, you know, like deciding to leave a well-established church to go with your punk uh, (laughs) son-in-law? Like, who obviously doesn't know what in the world he's doing, but they have come and provided some amazing spiritual leadership to us for the past 10 years. Rich and Nancy, thank you for doing that. All right, I think God is going to do more in us and through us over the next 10 years than he's done in the past 10 years, and we're going to keep praying.
praying Ephesians 3.20 for him to do that. Here's some things we're praying for the future. We're praying that God will help us reach 1,000 people for him in the next five years. So that'll, that'll put us at the 15-year mark in the life of our church. We've reached 600 people so far, and we've, we've got another 400 plus that we'd like to, to reach in the next five years. So we've got a lot of work to do and, and helping people in our community know that God is for them. We're asking God to help us establish a care network through our church where somebody in need in our community, somebody like Danielle, who's in a spot where she doesn't know the next step to take, where she can call and get some help. Somebody on the other end of the phone will help guide her, will help guide a a guy like that to the resources that are available within our community. And we're asking God to help us establish a Christian counseling center where we can provide top-level biblical counseling to people in our community who desperately need that. And as a pastor, uh, I get asked all the time to meet with people for counseling and for referrals. Like, who could, could you know, a counselor be in our community that could meet with somebody? And I've got some, some great referrals that, that I make. We've got some good counselors in our community that I use on a regular basis, but I feel like God wants us to establish uh, something like that out, out of our church home where we can provide those services to people at reduced cost and, and be a real benefit to them. So to do those things, we feel like we need a permanent home to do those things well. So this past year, our elders felt like it was time for us to get serious about finding a new home. And we've been so grateful for uh, us being able to meet here and being able to rent at the Realty Association building, but we knew that we can't stay in these facilities forever. We need a a permanent home. And so we've been looking. We've we've looked at existing buildings. We've looked at land. We've asked God, where is the, the most strategic place where we can make the biggest impact in our community for you. And we feel like God has shown us that. So I want to show you a picture of that. Anybody interested? Yes. Great. So um, this is the possible future site of our church home. I'm going to show you where it is, just to give you a little bit of context. So this is State Road 100 here. This is the 100 corridor. Uh, you see this is Beltaire, um, Beltaire Boulevard. And on this side we have 95 and we've got the high school, we've got the airport, we've got the hospital. If you know where Panera is on that corner, um, there's a little racetrack gas station on the corner of State Road 100 and Seminole Woods Parkway. We're just a few lots down from that. This piece of property is 16 acres. About 12 of it is buildable. And if you know anything about this intersection here, you'll know that this is one of the major crossroads in our community that connects Flagler Beach with Bunnell. It connects the north part of Flagler County with the south part of Flagler County. It's easily accessible from almost everywhere in our community. Almost everybody in our community can get to this spot within 20 minutes. And one of the things that we've learned is that for folks trying to find a church home, if they have to drive past 25 minutes, they're probably not gonna do that. And yet this spot is easily accessible within about 20 minutes of of most of our county. So that's the the piece of land that we actually have signed a contract for to purchase. (laughs) 
Now, for those of you who are super interested in further details about this, come back next week because I'm going to be telling you more details about this piece of land, how we can partner together to see this thing become a reality. And I've got some other exciting news next week. So is that a teaser for you to come back? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Please come back next week. Now, again, I truly believe, going back to Ephesians 3.20, that God will do infinitely more in us and through us. That's how God chooses to work, which blows my mind, that God would choose to use a person like me, that God would choose to use us, but he does. That's how God works. He says, listen, I'm going to use this group of people to reach this community for me and other churches like us in our community, and you can play a part in this. You can play a part in being epic for our community. You can play a part in serving and giving and pursuing people in our community who desperately need to hear about the life-changing message of Jesus Christ, and I hope that you'll do that. Next week, I'm going to tell you more about how you can do that, but for time's sake this morning, we need to wrap up today. I hope you'll come out this afternoon as we celebrate at the fairgrounds. We have our carnival-style birthday party, and I hope that you'll keep praying with me that the weather won't affect us. Our staff has been praying really hard. We've got a a, a 10-year planning team that has spent hours and hours and months and months working on this, and we have all been praying, God, blow uh, tropical storm Humberto away. And so I think what, what happened is, you know, um, Humberto decided to come towards us and God said, uh-uh, not today. It's Epic's 10-year birthday party. So we'll send you out to sea. So I'm not sure if that happened or not, but I'm grateful that it, that it has happened and it, it's going away. So hopefully you'll come out. Um, if it rains a little, I don't know, bring your bathing suit and we'll turn it into a mud party or something. It, it'll be epic no matter what we do. We will have um, the radio station Z88.3 will be there today as well to celebrate with us. So if that's a radio station that you listen to, just know that they'll be there uh, a part of this. And again, you can get your 10-year your shirt. You can get your um, food uh, tickets at, the, at our table before you leave. We've got some free magnets, car magnets uh, for you as you go. I hope you'll take some of that. Now, uh, as we close, let me just draw us back to who has made the past 10 years possible and who it's all for. It's for our great God. He's the one that does the work in us and through us. He's the one who needs to be praised. So this morning, our worship team is going to come and is going to close us in a worship song. And the Bible says that God inhabits the praises of his people. So this morning, as we sing... I ask you to sing in such a way that you will experience God inhabiting your praises and our praises together. So stand with me. Let's pray, and then we're going to sing. Lord, I am so incredibly humbled by what you have done in us and through us over the past 10 years. Lord, you knew there were so many obstacles that were gonna make it difficult for this thing to get started from financial obstacles to personal obstacles in my life to physical obstacles in my family's life. And Lord, there are just so many things that, that said no about starting Epic and yet you said yes. God, we're so grateful for, for what you've done and the, the many people that you've drawn into our team and the people that you've added to our staff and the people that we've been able to serve over these past 10 years, it has just been amazing. And God, we truly believe 
that you're going to do more in the next 10 years than you've done in the past 10 years. And Lord, we just want to take a moment today and celebrate you. We want to give honor and glory to you for who you are. And Lord, we ask that you would inhabit our praises today. In Jesus' name we pray this. Amen. Amen. Now, it wouldn't be a birthday without another interruption. Trent, don't run away because he doesn't know this is going to happen. So come on up. And Tammy, come on up. Uh, I know you're out there. You've already been spotted. So, <clears throat> so uh, guys, we just want to take this moment as a congregation because this hasn't been done yet. So, uh, but we want to thank both Trent and Tammy for 10 years ago, stepping out on faith. And when Trent says that Tammy was sick, she was very sick with her Lyme's disease and everything and literally could not get out of bed. And if you don't know, Tammy has been over the kids' areas since the beginning, and she has done an amazing job. Uh, your children, my children, uh, if my children can't go to church because they're sick, they start crying, okay? I'm sure some of you have experienced that. That's because of Tammy and Trent and all the teams that love these two because these two continue to give their lives away every day. That's who they are. They're the real deal. That's why when Trent called, I said, absolutely, we will come. So would you thank both Trent and Tammy and show them your appreciation? Awesome. Now let's uh, sing to our Savior and praise Him for everything as well. <laughs> 